Hey, it's Flobo Voice, and this is New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives like yourself. I want to thank you all for checking out the show and all the other episodes in this series, especially last week's episode. We really talked about how creators can deal with creation in this world of politics and all of that jazz. And I appreciate your feedback, and I appreciate you like and sharing the show and telling people to check me out over at NewAmsterdam.com. Now, today's guest does something that I don't particularly care for, and that's use puns. (laughs) But that's the only negative thing I can say about James Lott Jr. This man does a whole lot, whether you're talking about organizing or music or production, content creation, and he shows no signs of slowing down. Uh, We became good friends meeting in the hosting space, specifically at AfterBuzz TV, which we both work or uh, put up our services, depending on how you look at it. And so this was an interview, quote-unquote, but it sounded more like a conversation. Let's check it out. Hello, everyone. This is Football Boys, and you are locked into New Amsterdam Radio, the show for creatives just like yourself. And today, I have myself a very... Very special guest, and that's something I don't always say to all my guests. Some guests are special in their own way, but this guy has like 25 billion pursuits. <laughs> they are renaissance men, but this is what is what we always strive to be, a true polymath, meaning skilled at many things at once. I'm going to give it up to the man, JLJ Media, James Lott Jr. himself. How you doing, good sir? Hi, Flobo Boys. One hey. of my favorite people in the in the universe. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a ranking system. That's that's always good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The solar system, everything. You're one of my favorite people in the whole entire universe. I, I will take that, man. I, I know that you're doing a bunch of things, especially with the yeah. lockdown or whatever. But when someone, uh, let's say you had a party and the party wasn't virtual and someone goes, hey, what do you do? What do you tell them? <laughs> what do you tell them? That's- that is always, I've been trying to finesse a, a cool answer that's under two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard for me because I do so many things. I tell people, I'm a, I, I tell people I do two things. I'm in professional organizing and life coaching and I'm in entertainment. Okay. Then they go, what do you do in that? Then I tell them the whole story. Right. Because it's just, it's, I do too much stuff. I do too much stuff. I'm a content creator essentially, but I'm also... In education and coaching, so like I, I mean, I really do a lot of stuff. So That's a very good question. Let's let's break this down because it really you do do a lot of stuff. Uh, and the one thing that really threw me for a loop when I when I first met you, which I can't even remember the specific time, but the the conversation we had about what you did was when you're saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a professional organizer," and I said, "Oh, like." Life or actual organizing? You're like both, mother trucker. So <laughs> what does that mean to the uninitiated? Organizing both objects and personas and people's uh, stress loads. I remember that conversation, actually. It's so funny. And you, you're like, oh. I was like, yeah, I do both. Um, I uh, Okay, so professional organizers, people, people don't realize that's a profession. And what we do is we organize people. We give them systems to put in place to make their lives run smoother. But we also organize objects. So we will go in your closets, your cabinets, your kitchens, your bathrooms, and we will organize the garages. We will organize that. But essentially, they're linked together. We organize the stuff. We're organizing the person. Okay. And and it's not like, well, I guess there are people who do it individually, but there's like organizations and like certifications to get to. 
So the number one organization association in organizing is called NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizers. And I'm a member, been a member for six years. Um, there's a large, but there's other organizations like, um, there's like the Picture Framers Organizing Association, and there's the, that's the professional organizers think tank. There's a bunch of organizing organizations, but NAPO is the number one most recognized around the world organization. Um, and it's all of us who do organizing. And it's, it's all vast virtual organizing and home organizing and office organizing and uh, hoarding disorders, um, ADHD, uh, senior move management, um, downsizing, divorce stuff. It's a, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of things to do. Yeah, and it takes a certain kind of person, I, I, I guess, to go into this. Because it's very easy to be like, okay, yeah, I just move objects from here to there. Or I say, hey, you know, get your life together. But you know, everyone comes with their own stories and the only reasons why they can't separate this or why they can't overcome. Uh, I mean, does that weigh on you too, I mean, as a practitioner? You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I've been doing it for 11 years now. So I'm very removed yet not removed, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the outcomes, the outcomes aren't about me. So if you, if I'm here to help, but it's actually everything, I have no stake in it. You know, I, I mean, my stake is I'm your cheerleader. I want you to do the best you can. I'll do whatever I can to help you. But in the end, it's you and your stuff and your people and your family. I'm just here, to, I'm a conduit. I'm just here to kind of help you along um, and I will cheer you on, but other than that, I'm, I'm removed on some level. I'm like, I just go, okay, well, you don't want to do this? Then I won't do it. Uh, we go as far as you want to go. So I, my, my emotions are in check. My emotions are in check. The, the James Bond of it all. I made you a job. It's, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> 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 I, I, I respect that, man. I really do. Uh, so I, I like the fact that you have, I mean, even though you are self-employed and that comes with its own ingenuity and creativity, but I do like the fact you also are a creative person as well. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I somehow became a musical artist overnight. <laughs> can, you, can you talk about your, yes. your music side and how you find inspiration? Because for those of you who don't know, if you guys haven't checked out uh, the, the podcast I was on, A Lot of Help, I went over to, to the studios, to your studios, and you told me, hey man, just read these lyrics. And I went, okay. And my voice isn't the sound of angels and butter, man. Uh, and then six weeks later, I was on a, a track which you can download on Spotify or stream. So talk me through that process, being a, a music creator. I love our song together. Music is my life. I love that song together. And um, and because people, I'm all about dream making. And if someone says to me, oh, "What might be on a song?" I would, I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a doer. So I'm like, okay, well, let me write some lyrics. And I'm like, say these words. I did. I said, say these words. And you did, and I love the result. My producers and I loved your voice. We love the result. And he said, you're a DJ. It's one of your jobs. We're like, you actually played a song if you want to, and you're DJing. You know, you always throw it in there if you want to. Like, a DJ should have a song. Yeah. Um, and, that was, and that was kind of the thing I was thinking. I was thinking, let's give, let's give Flobo a song. Let's give him something out there. And he could say he did it. At least he could say he did it. That's um, true. And that's kind of, and that's kind of my thing. I, I want to help people do that. But music is a big part of my life. I started doing music six years ago as a fluke. Um, I was doing voiceover work, and they're like, "James, you got a voice." I'm like, well, "I know that." <laughs> Duh, yeah. They're like, hello, I got a voice. I know you can hear my voice, but they're just like, "You should do some songs." And I, I, I did, I did two songs as a two-song one-off, so to speak, uh, which is bad grammar, but that's what it was. And I was just like, "Okay," and then I fell into it, and now I'm releasing my fifth and sixth albums within the next month. Yeah. So it's, it's, it has evolved into this thing where. I have this musical empire that I'm kind of I'm growing 
uh, for my collaborations. I do Spanish music, I do English music, I do dance, I do spoken word. I sing on some songs. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's just, it's a great outlet for me. I'm a writer at heart. Um, so some songs come to me, so my writing comes to me in the form of a song. And so now I have the platform and the means to do that. Yeah, so I, I know I, I saw the, the notice on, on your uh, social media. There is a brand new album in the works, specifically one that's dedicated to more of the dark periods in your life. And yeah. uh, if you could walk me through that and why did you decide to release that now, especially in the, I guess, in the middle uh, of your, your ongoing and growing discography? Great question. Thanks for asking, actually. Um, this is actually a very serious thing for me. So... I well, I had Bell's palsy two years ago, and I had a severe case of Bell's palsy. I didn't get it to be done in three months. I had it for almost a year. So which meant, for those who don't know this, my face went paralyzed, half my face. So I couldn't use it. So that means I couldn't do acting, I couldn't do hosting, I couldn't do music, radio, I couldn't do anything. Because uh, I couldn't speak correctly, and so or think correctly, uh, or hear correctly. Because my whole left side was damaged. Um, but it did eventually start to come back. And as you can tell, obviously I'm talking to you guys now. Um, but as I was at 80% of coming back, I started to write songs. And I started to, um, my producers and I were like, well, James, I was because my ear was sensitive to sound. I couldn't really listen to loud sounds. It was really, it was very sensitive. So I had to be like really careful what instruments I was playing and what I was going to do. Um, and, but the stuff that was coming out of me was very dark. I was in a very dark period in my life. I've talked about this on other shows. I wanted to kill myself. I had a lot of that. I was very dark. I was not the optimistic person I usually am. I was at a very low point in my life. The songs started coming out. Well, I recorded about eight songs, and then I decided as I got better not to release them. Huh. I was very Prince. I was very Prince. Prince did this with the Black Album. He had a dark album, didn't put it out, and he put out a, a lighter album, Love Sexy. Well, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, these are too dark. These aren't James Lott Jr. Put them away. And I recorded an album, which became Salty Clouds and Sunflower Dreams, which is my fourth album. Okay. So I was like, okay, I recorded over 50 songs. I recorded over 50 songs during that time period, whatever. But this collection of songs, two years later now, a year or a year later, my producers came to me and, I, and so they said, James, we were, list, we were re-listening to those songs. We think you should release them. Now, here's the dilemma. <laughs> so I have one album coming out called Safety in Numbers, my group, The Third Dimension. That's coming out on my birthday, May 10th. Okay. And it's 10 songs, half recorded last year, half recorded this year. So I'm with the group. So we're, we're, it's, it's a group album. So it's not just me. I said, well, I have that coming out. And these songs do not fit that album. This is something totally separate. And he goes, yeah, well, you'll, you'll, keep, you'll put that album out, and that's, that's fine. People need music anyway. People need music. They're stuck at home. They need music. Who cares? So then we sat down and he said, James, we listened to the songs. So I did. And they were very, they were very hard for me to listen to at first. Right. I was, taking, I was taken back to that time period. But I'm like, these are actually pretty decent. And basically, folks, it's, it's, it's a very different album. It's me and a keyboard and a drum machine. Those first eight songs in the album are just, just it's, it's very minimal. It's, very, it's me doing spoken word. One song I kind of sing on it. But it's just spoken word. It's very because I couldn't have loud noise. I could. It's, it's very minimal, and the songs are like titles like "When Will I Feel Normal Again," um, "I Want to Die." I mean, I mean, all this. It's very, very dark stuff. But it's it's interesting, right? 
so then um, I said, okay, well, I, I had two other songs that I kind of written but hadn't recorded that kind of fit the album. Um, and one was called Isolation. And that one is how I felt with Bell's Palsy and how I feel now with the COVID-19 shelter at home. So now that, so those last two songs, uh, Do I Wanna and, I, and, and um, Isolation are actually big numbers. So the first eight songs, very minimalistic. The last two songs are big numbers, but they're all kind of dark songs. So we put this album together called Songs from a Dark Place. And that'll be out June 15th. So now it'll be just a James Lott Jr. album by himself. Even though I'm working on my next solo album, that'll be later this year probably. Um, but I said, this one, I feel like people need to hear this. No, absolutely, absolutely, man. Because the venturing the territory is what I think is is what we do, right? That's what creatives do. And then you yeah. mentioned about uh, creating during a dark period. Uh, and the props you for going back. I, mean, I know there's a school of thought that says, yeah, you know, you're allowed to be sad or mad or have these feelings, but that was in the past. I'm not willing to uncover. Uh, it must have taken a, a whole different perspective to say, look, I'm going to at least add what I feel about now and sensibilities now with that period of my life. Uh, there is a bit of a, I guess, a, a war on art here about creators going deeper and darker and finding uncharted territory versus uh, promoting escapism. Just keep people with a fun time and good vibes. Uh, how do you mitigate that with your creative works? That is a great statement and a and very true and great question. I... Because I'm a positive person, as you know, and I try to create positivity, but I'm also a real person. I think, um, when I say real, I'll be like, I'm real, bitches. I mean, I'm real, (laughs) authentic. Hell yeah. They always say, they always throw the word around real all the time. I'm real, I'm real, I'm real. I'm like, no, you're just rude. Right. I'm not rude. I am am authentic, and I usually share with my audience um, some of the trials and tribulations I've been through. Over the last four years, I lost a brother publicly. Um, I lost a grandmother and a dog publicly. Uh, I had Bell's palsy. I've talked about being raped. Um, you know, I, I've talked about all kinds of stuff publicly on air for various reasons. And so I was like, well, then why shouldn't I do that in other parts of my life too? In my books or my music, I'm also an author. My books, my music, it should all reflect the fullness of James Lott Jr. What I what I live and whatever experience I tell can actually help someone. I'm all about helping people. As you know, I'm always I'm all about community service. Um, and so that's what, as being a creative, I should just be me. That's always the war, as you said, war of art. It's just don't censor yourself, James. The song comes, whatever the lyrics are, write it. Put it, just write it. Record it. You don't have to release it. That's the point. You don't have to release anything. I have songs I've never released. They're still sitting in the vault. But like, just, just, just don't stop yourself from actually following through. That's the message for myself. It's like just do it, and then it's just like, and then if, if some folks don't like it, that's fine. I like your other stuff better. That's fine. If you like, I have I have a group that I, I do stuff with called Chog C H O G. We have some EPs out together. We do some stuff together, uh, and they're, they're, they call themselves a quirky dance band. Okay. Uh, so the music's always very fun. They're very quirky. I mean, we, we just we did, we did a song called Honey Lamb. Uh, I mean, we have some fun songs. I mean, my first song with them was Oh My God, like totally. That was my first song, and it became a hit. This little minor hit. Everybody loved that song. It's all, all I'm saying is, oh my God, like totally. Oh my God. Like, the, the whole song. Um, so big black man saying, oh my God, like totally, made everybody laugh and somehow became this minor hit. So um, they're quirky. And so I thought, well, some folks may not like that. 
And you know what's really funny, Flavo? This is really interesting. Mm -hmm. That first EP we did, um, called the Five Song EP, I put it out. Guess what audience connected with it? The song you hated the most or didn't like the, the most? No, I'm saying just, just guess that whole, that whole project. We got an audience I did not expect. I was uh, shocked. Yeah. Ch children. Oh, I see. I made a children's album, apparently. I did not realize that. And it changed the course of our, of our um, musicianship together, our collaboration together. Because that album, I have songs called Fun at the Zoo, uh, Honey Lamb. Uh, I mean, all these little songs, the kids love it. Because the, the, the lyrics are simple. They're all G-rated. And the kid, all these kids are like, I love your album. And I'm like, what? I made a kid's album? <laughs> the Black Raffi. Like, That's what, what it <laughs> Exactly, right, exactly. Oh, my God, it's so funny. That's so funny. That's um, But is that weird? So it's like, so that album, even though adults liked it too, but it was like, I mean, so then all of a sudden, when we went to make our next EP, the seventh song EP, it was like, well, we can't really, can we grow a different way and lose that audience? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, do I keep it going? And a couple of songs I wrote with them, the one song I'm really proud of is called I Will Make It Through. And it's a simple song. I love the beat to it. And it's Chalk featuring James Lott Jr. And it's good. And But the lyrics are not really adult, but they're a little, they're about me making it through Bell's Palsy, actually. And so it's kind of funny. The kids like that one still. They like this. So, I mean, I kind of made kids stuff. And I didn't realize that. So art is whatever, I guess, you will receive it. Uh, I just want to thank you really quick for, for being on the show, man. New Amsterdam Radios for people who are trying to do their own projects, whether they're break dancers or painters or writers or whatever have you. And I'm sure they can extract some good information from you. Where can the world find you in the top 25 of your projects right now online <laughs> if they want to partake? <laughs> So you can follow me where all James Law Juniors are sold at James Law Junior and also see your platforms. Just start there. Uh, or start typing James Law Junior in Google, you'll see everything. It all pops up. That, all right. Simple and plain. That's that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be so famous, be like, man, just Google me. I'm cool. Just Google me. Yeah, I'm good. I've done I've done that. I've done that. I told people, Google. Talk about having an infectious energy. Like, I got off the horn with James Lott Jr. And I was like, I need to be doing more stuff. Like, I am just not pushing myself enough. Uh, of course, I just... Uh, yeah, you could follow James Lott Jr. all over social media because uh, he has a plan of being anywhere and everywhere. And I mean that with the utmost amount of love. See, as creatives, you know, we sit back and we think about, are we doing things in the right direction, you know? Am I getting my follower growth? Am I getting the engagement? And sometimes that's really important, but other times it's really about the creation and the craft. The journey is part of why we do what we do, why we lay in bed and go, you know what? That would be a cool idea to create, to put online or share with friends. So it was always good to see someone actually putting that into action. But that does it for me on this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Make sure you check out this episode and all the other episodes wherever you stream your podcast. Not for me, you can follow me at Twitter, at FloBoMoyes, on Instagram, at FloBito, and FloBito.com. Two ways to support the show and yours truly. You can buy a t-shirt over at FloBito.Threadless.com or you can check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh New content there multiple times a week for all the VIPs and fans and supporters. So, yeah, until next time, this city is yours.